This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It's Tuesday, June 25th, and you are listening to the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz, a daily podcast catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news all within 15 minutes or fewer. My name is Connor Tapp, and I'm joined on the other side of the podcast studio again uh, by 24-7 Sports College Sports Editor Trey Scott. Trey, what's going on? What's good, Connor? There are 60 more days until the start of the college football season. 60 is a big number for Penn State fans because in 2016, they blocked a field goal against Ohio State and returned it 60 yards for the game-winning touchdown. Mm. Our, and you know, I feel like I feel like the whoever it was for Penn State that returned that kick, you know, the numbers just keep getting smaller and smaller. And before you know it, we'll be there. Yeah. Um, Connor, I got we got to get a little uh, Bleacher Report yeah. article today by Matt Hayes. Uh, I'm going to talk about that to lead off today. The, the question of who deserves more blame for Florida State's 2018 disaster, Jimbo Fisher or Willie Taggart, is not a new one. Uh, in fact, Knowles 247's. Uh, Josh Newberg addressed it the other week and said Jimbo would get 60% in his opinion. Willie Tiger would get 40 Of course, Florida State uh, snapped its uh, bowl streak this past year. Um, that dynamic, though, uh, the Jimbo or, or the uh, Willie, was in full force Monday in a Bleacher Report article by Matt Hayes titled The Mess Jimbo Left Inside FSU's Fall and Willie Taggart's Plan to Rise Again. So there's plenty of stuff in there about the problems Taggart's facing and his plans for fixing them. I'll let y'all go read that. I want to focus on the disaster that it paints the end of the Fishers FSU era to be. Athletic director Dave Coburn admits it appears the overriding academic plan of keeping players eligible by any means necessary was indeed the case. When you read this article, you're almost reminded of last chance you like the academic setting is absolutely ambivalent. APR scores are dangerously low. Players did not care about going to class they were actually defiant about it. The locker room was a mess, said Coburn. And this is a really interesting quote from an actual athletic director. This is, this is good. What's real is there absolutely were locker room issues. And now, too, you can see the academic issues. Willie had a lot to deal with beyond the field when he got this job. And he's been busy dealing with it. That's Taggart's biggest culture change. That's pretty interesting stuff from an athletic director. They usually don't speak that strongly about predecessor coaches. Fisher's handling of Jameis Winston also draws a lot of attention in the article. Essentially, the Knowles allowed Winston to do whatever he wanted to do with little consequence, and it paints the former Heisman winner and national champ as a locker room cancer beyond just, of course, the Title IX lawsuit. Last one here. Fisher's quarterback recruiting uh, gets its own spotlight. And while DeAndre Francois showed serious promise in 2016, and we don't know yet if, if James Blackman will maybe be salvageable in 2019, it's true that the rest of Fisher's QB takes from 2013 on were very, very bad. Connor, when you read this, it's juicy and it's good gossip. None of it's too surprising, to be honest. Uh, Florida State went 7-6 and six in 2017. We all could tell Jimbo Fisher was ready to get out of there. And quite frankly, 
This is starting to be the blueprint for how successful championship level programs flatline after they taste success. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the the academic stuff, it's kind of hard to compare and contrast. I mean, uh, it's seems kind of easy to throw the previous guy under the bus a little bit and say the new new guys doing a great job with it. And who knows? We need to see uh, Taggart hasn't been around long enough to have a massive impact on the APR scores and all that. Uh, now, the football side of things. Definitely a lot of a lot of mistakes were made by Fisher and just, uh, you know, missed evaluations piling up. And but then Willie Taggart exacerbating a lot of those issues in year one. So we'll see. I mean, he's got he's got a tough, tough road ahead to turn things around to keep the the boosters from nipping at his heels uh, in Tallahassee this year. Yeah. Willie Taggart did not do a good job last year. I think this article paints him positively. I'm sure Florida State, one of the reasons, I mean, Taggart goes on the record for it. Florida State's athletic director goes on the record for it. Yeah. They, they made it clear yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not on the hot seat. And these are Jimbo Fisher's issues. And we're going to make that so clear that we're going to go on the record and give really yeah. compelling quotes about it, which you don't see every day. Yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting to kind of think about the story within the story on that one for sure. Um, uh, Trey, we've got some. Uh, Legal issues out in California Great. that might be popping up more and more in the headlines here. The NCAA is ratcheting up its opposition to a California bill that would allow college athletes in the state to earn compensation for the use of their own name, image, or likeness beginning in 2023. In a letter to the chairs of two state assembly committees last week, NCAA President Mark Emmert implied that if the bill becomes law as it's written, California schools could face the prospect of being prohibited from participating in NCAA championships, including 23 NCAA Division I schools in California, four of which, obviously, are in the Pac-12 conference. Uh, when uh, Emmert wrote uh, in his letter, when contrasted with current NCAA rules as drafted, the bill threatens to alter materially the principles of intercollegiate athletics and create local differences that would make it impossible to host fair national championships. The bill overwhelmingly passed the California State Senate last month. Today, it is scheduled to be the subject of a hearing and a committee vote. So still plenty of what's the word parliamentary procedure uh, here to go before this thing becomes a law. And then 2023 is pretty far out. So we'll see what happens and what the timetable on that is going to look like. Former, former Missouri coach Gary Pinkle told KMIZ TV on Sunday He's again receiving treatment for non-Hodgkin lymphoma after it returned, unfortunately. The 67-year-old Pinkle was diagnosed with the disease in May of 2015, and if you remember, retired after that season to treat it. Uh, Pinkle said, I'm going to battle it. Uh, the Tigers made 10 bowl games in 15 years under his watch, had a few really special seasons, uh, especially with uh, Chase Daniel at center, under center. Victim advocate and sexual assault survivor Brenda Tracy is a name that's increasingly familiar to college football fans. In recent years, Tracy has gone to speak to college sports teams to educate players on how to treat women with respect and do their part to help end campus rape culture. But the University of Michigan has become the first to say they'll make her an annual fixture in their locker room. I think a lot of these programs are looking for other programs to see what they are doing, Tracy told Michigan site Mason Brew. And if one program can do it, then another program thinks, that's okay, we can do that too. If Michigan's doing it, we can do it. If Stanford's doing it, so can we. And that's how you start a movement. 
We've got a transfer portal nugget here. Uh, Asa Martin has re-entered the NCAA transfer portal. He went through spring football with Miami. He started his college career last fall at Auburn. He was the number nine running back in the class of 2019, so now he'll be looking for his third school in one season. I guess playing time was not looking favorable for him in Miami, which is a little bit surprising. We factored him to be an immediate impact transfer if he uh, was able to be eligible. Uh, Some commitment notes for you, Connor. Four-star dual threat quarterback Robbie Ashford commits to Ole Miss on Monday. Iowa State has had four commits since Sunday. Michigan had a banner weekend, including landing the number no, number one safety in the top 247, a kid by the name of Jordan Morant. Uh, four-star offensive guard, here's a good name for you, Akinola Ogunbuye is headed to Texas A&M. And then three-star linebacker Jackson LaDuke, is uh, going to be a Leduc. He commits to Oregon. Uh, that was pretty painful by me, but that's that. <laughs> that's going to do it for today's episode of the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend to check us out. For Trey Scott, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you bright and early on Wednesday for the next edition of the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz.